Welcome to the Sheridan Podcast for Devotions. We're excited you've joined us today. Let this word enter your heart and may it inspire you for your week ahead. The scripture is 1 Thessalonians 4 verses 13 and 14. Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. Here ends the scripture. My mom died when I was 14, two months before my 15th birthday, colon cancer. She was 36, and that was 36 years ago. Typing this is the first time I realized those two numbers have come to a point where they match. One more milestone in a long list of milestones I didn't want to achieve. I have jumbled memories of the roughly 11 months from diagnosis to death, some of them no doubt distorted with the help of time and the stories I've told myself as I've gone from being 14 to 28 to 37 to 44 and now 50. Others are more specific. I remember my mom's faith. She fought her canceled battle as if on direct assignment from God. She believed in the mantra, God never gives you more than you can handle. I don't think she believed God chose to give her cancer, but she certainly believed he was right by her side as she took it on. I remember the end. After a weekend, or maybe it was a week, spent in the hospital, my dad brought my mom home. It was a Sunday. That night, he came downstairs and told my recently turned 12-year-old sister and I that the doctors had done everything they could for our mom. She was going to die. She wanted to come home, and we all needed to make her comfortable. My memory becomes a little murky at this point. I know we cried. We asked lots of questions. We must have tried to imagine what life without our mom was going to look like and not been able to picture it. Much like it's difficult to picture a house without some sort of foundation or a child's art project without the gobs of glue holding it together. What I remember very clearly, though, is before attempting sleep that night, my sister and I prayed for three things. One, our mom would die soon and not suffer. Two, she would die at home in her sleep because that is how she wanted to die. Three, our dad would be with her when she died because he had told us he wanted to be. And a few hours later, early on that Monday morning, my dad came back downstairs. He woke us up to tell us that our mom had died in her sleep in their bed with him laying right beside her. Because of my mom's faith in the face of death, God answering the prayer of two girls who had watched their mom sacrifice and followed her example, and Paul's letter to the church in Thessalonia reminding them and all of us not to worry. We can take comfort in Pastor Greg's words when he says, God's got this. Say it out loud. God's got this. Say it again. God's got this. He really does. We don't need to worry. In a world where every Sunday there are military personnel stationed all across the globe protecting our right to worship. Fourth graders are shot in their classroom at school. And moms and dads die leaving behind young children. Faith and prayer matter. They still matter. They will always matter. In chaotic times, maybe they are all that matter. Tragedies deserve our prayers. They demand our prayers. God expects us to pray when the unexplainable happens. Prayer honors the sacrifice of those who leave this earth before those who are left behind are ready to say goodbye. The world needs 14 and 12-year-olds to pray when the bottom falls out of their life, and those kids need adults to show them what that looks like. We can do this.
Let us pray. Good, gracious, and generous God, often the world doesn't make sense. Preventable problems become crises. People die before they have a chance to get old. I know it's not my job to understand why. Help me to remember that prayers are powerful. You are always listening, and you've got this. Amen.